Is this Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, yeah, yes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hell. No, Welcome to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, this is Rob Halford, the Rudy Sergeant. Hi there, this is Steve Hackett. You folks are just Rick Emmett of Triumph, and we're talking rock with Dave and Shane. Hey! This is okay. our good for, oh there he God. is. <laughs> there he and is, Shane, and, and Shane, he's, uh, he's commuting. My buddy right Shane. Now. How you doing? How you doing, David? How extraordinary well. How are you, man? I drank my coffee. Thankfully, I wasn't effing and blinded. <laughs> David, it's so good to talk to you again, man. I see you on my uh, Twitter, I think, David. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. We chat a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm Shane. Yep. Shane's Great my cow. How are you doing, David? How are you, David? Yeah, the mobile stone, the mobile stones truck. Yeah, we're in the <laughs> there it is. Rock of Rock of Nations Mobile Bureau. That's yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, very nice to see you. Very nice to meet you after after yeah. interacting on uh, Twitter. Yeah, Cheers, absolutely, Jack. David. Cheers. Well, Cheers to you. you've got the old water going here. Cheers, David. It's a pleasure, man. Uh, Restless Heart. I mean, this is the 25th anniversary. This is phenomenal. No, uh, I'm only 30 years old. It's I know. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I don't know Five. how you do it all. Five <laughs> years old. I mean, writing such mature songs. <laughs> you, let, let me tell you, you and Chris Collier, uh, you did it again. And oh. uh, I, I just, it's phenomenal work. I mean, how, how are you feeling? This is an album I remember that saved rock and roll, I think, in the 90s. Yeah. And here we are. Oh, wow back again uh with it i mean you you've got to be feeling just overjoyed oh uh, bluebirds flying out of every orifice david without <laughs> a doubt um it was it was very interesting i was talking to one of your colleagues yesterday and his impression of the original album was it a bit dark and moody mm. and that was kind of like what was going on there was an amazing sunlight in my life i was uh, my wife and i were pregnant with jasper our son uh, so, yes, it has a very special element to it, many, many aspects of it. But it started off as a solo record after I'd worked with Jimmy Page and Coverdale Page, both my manager and the, the chairman of uh, EMI had said, maybe it's time for you to work under your own name. Well, I'm going, I like being in a band. I like yeah, that, yeah. you know, and it started off as David Coverdale and Whitesnake. It's a mm -hmm. mouthful, you know, it's like a van rental company. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the closer we got doing the solo record, um, they came over. There was an executive uh, revolving door and different executives flew over and said, uh, we want this to be a Whitesnake album. And contractually, the, they were allowed to do that. And it was kind of very disappointing to me after all of those years of significant success, selling a lot of records, making a lot of money for a lot of people, and then not having the power to say no. Mm. You know, so that started a whole ball of wax going that, I, you know, maybe I'm done, you know, in terms yeah. of. Um, but, uh, and that's, I did the last hurrah tour, which was very confusing to a lot of people. Uh, but that's how disillusioned I was. I didn't give the album to Geffen. We were out of friends. There was a bunch of new people there that we had. We couldn't share the vision, you know, so it was easy for me to say no. But revisiting it with Chris Collier, Michael McIntyre and Professor Tom Gordon of mm. UNR, you know, and the fantastic Scott Hull, who's a supermaster in uh, 
in New York. I have the best creative team right now, you know, and of course, as I've, uh, you've probably uh, seen, we've added Derek Sherinian, uh, mm-hmm. an amazing, he's like the son of John Lord, which is a compliment, not mm-hmm. a uh, diminishing any way. He's a super musician and just been voted the best keyboard player of the 21st century, which is superb for him, you know? Yeah. And of course, our incendiary Joel Holkstra came in and very respectfully doubled the rhythm guitars of Adrian Vandenberg. We didn't step on Adrian's toes. Some of the best solos I've heard coming out of Adrian, some of the best songs he and I wrote together. You know, and if you listen to it, there's some really fantastic. The, the rhythm section is Denny Kamasi was in heart for those big. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, singles with the beautiful Wilson sisters. Um, the uh, and Guy Pratt was out of De- Pink Floyd. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what was I going to say? Def Leppard or Daft Punk or something? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's too too fucking early. That's what it is. <laughs> but it's a gem. It's a gem. <laughs> but yeah, so it's come out and it's uh, it's the most played of the remixes that we've been working on for several years now. Mm. I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, this, I think there's some of the best songs ever. I think it's like with by adding the elements to augment the, the original, and I'll tell you why I did it so stripped down originally, but um, it's made it more of a White Snake record. Mm. And it's like a hybrid crossover from the early White Snakes. You know, it's also got elements from my second solo album, North Winds, in there, which was yes. the blueprint for White Snake. Um, yeah. I've never used girls on a white snake record. So that was an obvious reason why it was solo. Um, the uh, soul music like your, uh, your precious love would have been a solo album, not a white snake album. Don't fade away is a much more of a David Coverdale solo. Uh, so being able to beef it up and, and create an actual white snake record, I think, which is going to be new for a lot of Americans because uh, it was never released here. The hardcore bought, the um, the import, but, right. but that was sorry, sorry about the price of that. But we've done what we can, <laughs> acknowledging you know the economy all over the world right now is very challenged. Uh, so we're trying to do maximum you know reward for your buck on this. I think we're doing what forty bucks, isn't it, or something? This uh, and yes. it's a four yep. CD DVD package and is wrapped in silver. It's really sexy stuff. Really sexy. I'm very pleased with it. My hair's looking nice this morning. Quite nice. nice. Quite nice. Oh, my image. I'd fucking, I'd do me right now. <laughs> David, how, how exciting has it been for you to, to be able to go back to these releases, you know, like the blues record earlier this year and, and, and go through these tapes and, and, and just, and, and work on the remixes. Well, it's my co-producer, Michael, to my immediate right. He's actually got his hand in my back and pulling my strings. (laughs) (laughs) But not down there, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Hands off. (laughs) That's my going on? What's going on there? I know, I know. (laughs) Um, So we've been talking for years about, I'm so incredibly uh, blessed and grateful. I've had a 50-year career. 
but all the music I've ever made from the Purple Days through, that was my first record I ever uh, made was Burn, which is pretty right. amazing. Mm. Um, but everything sounds of the time because we use the be best technology, but over 50 years, my God, look what we're doing now with technology. We couldn't have done this a couple of years ago. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I'm writing songs on like this with with uh, co-composers. It's just an amazing thing. But I could never put my favorite White Snake songs together because they, they were sonically different. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the performances were great. The songs were secure. And that Michael and I talked, you know, if ever we have the opportunity, let's revisit these things and take it out of that time machine you know and put it into timeless mm. that's what i want to achieve as my musical legacy these are the versions that we're doing now that i'm going to be listening to you know to i think for instance slip of the tongue amazing i couldn't understand because i was so distracted with private circumstances and the success we were having adrian's uh, injury to his hands it was like so, too much going on and I've always missed a really important element, mainly 87 and then more so on Slip of the Tongue, was Hammond organ. Mm. You know, that searing John Lord sound was just such an immense part of Deep Purple's sonic identity. And then he brought that to me, God bless him, in Whitesnake. And I was so distracted, I missed those elements. And then, you know, I was working with guys with, who were doing tinkly bells and echoey snare drums and all this. <laughs> so that's all gone. Yeah. You know, Sherinian's yeah. all over the Slip of the Tongue album. It's been amazing that we're not compromising the integrity of the original records. We, all we do is remaster the originals as they were, you know, to some people, the sacred icons, relics, you know. But it's great for me. It's the same House of Whitesnake, we just rearranged the furniture, bought a painting or two, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's the same. It has the same integrity as far as I'm concerned. And that's great. very important. What's great about you talked about kind of the, the that early influence to um, it, some of your Is this sounds. Hell's Kitchen? Is this Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, yeah, yes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hell. No, Welcome to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at my fucking head. Oh, it looks great. You look fantastic. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, well, I might get about, laid. I might is, get lucky today. This is about as long as mine gets. No, I know. As long as my hair gets. You know, for uh, the Here We Go Again video, yeah. years ago, I'd slick my hair back and put it in a ponytail. And I really enjoyed it. It was kind of fashionable at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I had full hair on the top, not just the back. Sure. You know? <laughs> and Marty Kalner, who the video director of all the well-known Whitesnake yeah. videos, he and I have just recently reconnected. Uh, oh, my yeah. wife and I bought a beach house down in Malibu di Bum Bum. And uh, he's down that way. And we haven't spoken for 30 years. It's incredible. Oh, so, you know, I, I reminded him, I said, you know, I really loved wearing my hair in a ponytail and you changed that. You said, well, if you want to ruin, you want to ruin your career. <laughs> How fucking bad do I look? It's uh, terrible, terrible. You've got to be careful. Words are very important. Well, you always look dashing and delightful, sir, I would say. <laughs> dashing and delightful. God, I put my sparkly stuff up for you today. I, I see it. I love it. Yeah, the tie. Look at that. Love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you tonight. Yeah. 
those earlier sounds um, on some of your 70s records, like it, it, there's a very bluesy feel like your voice. It goes back to that very heavy bluesy rock feel yeah. on Restless Heart. And I, I just, you know, was it fun to listen to that again? And it, oh, I yeah. What was, you know, what was the most touching emotionally was doing the, what we brought Chris in, Michael and I had recorded the Flesh and Blood album and I, I was utterly fried on it. And I was recovering from knee surgery. I'd been on major narc narcotics. Um, and Michael and I, uh, I said, I'm too close to do this. This is too good. Let's get somebody in. We'll oversee it. We'll get somebody in fresh to mix it with fresh ears. Um, and I'd allowed for three weeks. So he comes in like a sonic sushi chef. You know, I'm <laughs> at the, my desk in, in the office and he goes, uh, John, have a listen. This is a couple of hours later. He's got three tracks down there. And I'm going, oh, my God. You know, then oh. all we did was a couple of tweaks here and there, you know, to, to change it. But he's just an incredible welcome find uh, and, and a super technician. And he cares deeply. His father was a huge fan or is a huge fan. And he's been listening to Slide It In mm. uh, since he was six years old, which will give you a clue. He's a kid, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, we finished the album and I'm going, oh, my God, I've got you for another two weeks. Uh, have you heard of an album called Slide It In? Which is how he told me, you know, he was, they'd crisscrossed the country and that was mm. the cassette that was playing. So pulling that up, the digital transfer and hearing... John Lord and yeah. Mel Galley and Cozy Powell, mm. these voices from the past, you know, and I could feel the energy in the control room. And I said, you know, we've got the blessing to do this. And it, but it was really special to hear interplay, interaction. When a track broke down, we all cracked up laughing. <laughs> it was definitely a party record. Are you getting spit it out if you don't like it? Slide it in. Oh, gee, slow it easy. I mean, yeah, we were up to mischief. Um, but realizing, which was really good for my heart, that their music, they're still alive to me because their music is so vibrant. It's so them. You know, I've never asked players to do something that didn't suit them or I felt they were capable of doing. And these guys were just at the top of the game, you know, and missed right. dearly, you know, beautiful, beautiful guys. But yeah, so that was a big emotional ride to do that one. And then to release it on, was it the 30th anniversary, 35th, one of those? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> People coming in going, oh, my God, I've never heard Cozy sound so good. Oh, my God, I haven't heard John Lord sound so good. It was such an incredible reward, you know. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really special. It's really special for me. Yeah, David, this is kind of a, a serious question. Just you've taken a lot of hits, you know, personally with a lot of. I know. I look terrible for it. No, no, you've taken a lot of hits from you lost a, a lot of friends, uh, lovers, uh, family um, and the musicians like, yeah. like the ones you were just talking about. Uh, I read a quote recently where you said you just got to go onwards and upwards. I mean, how, how do you get around that sometimes when it's just so, so often? Well, it, it's, it's very interesting to me because um, after Lou, John Lord had called me, God rest him, his soul. He called me in 2012 and said he'd been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, uh, which I know is demonic uh, in its destructive ability. Um, and he said, Davey, 
I'm going to kick this thing. And when I do, will you do something purple related with me? And I said, John, I belong to you. I'll do whatever you want. And as we know, uh, he, he passed. And uh, that was a big deal. He was a huge mentor for me. He helped talk me through the Purple Audition. I mean, he was just fabulous. Uh, a beautiful raconteur, one of the, my favorite, when I worked with Jimmy Page, I said, you know, John Lord should be sitting here. He has so many stories, as Jimmy and I do. He's a storyteller. You know, he studied uh, acting, very dramatic, you know, um, uh, and, and, and he was an utter delight. But what the passing of John did for me was, oh, my God, I'm not getting any younger. And I need to make amends with some people and reach out people, not, not only professionally, but certainly privately, because I've lived all over the world. There's been comings and goings in my life, you know. Mm -hmm. I have a beautiful family that's deeply connected and profound. But there's people I, now I'm re, I've reopened dialogue with living in Barcelona, you know, people I haven't spoken to for, for 30, 40, 50 years, just checking in on them, see how they are, you know, and to be able to tell them, I love you. Thank you what you brought to my life in case. And, and this, of course, is before COVID, for God's sake, which then it accelerated and amplified even more um, with loss. But I write about it. That's, that's what I do. I just don't. The difference between me and country music, darlings, is I don't name names, you know. <laughs> so there'll be a two line about somebody that I know immediately is this particular person, you know. Okay. Uh, and when I work with Jimmy, he's the only artist really who I wanted the lyrics to reflect his life, not just mine, because my lyrics are basically journals. Um, is that me squeaking? <laughs> How fucking old am I? <laughs> I'm going, did a cat, one of the cats, yeah. studio cat followed me. <laughs> I'm going, don't let me move. <laughs> Fuck, I need some, we can, maybe I we can edit that out and post. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, Jesus, yeah. my back. <laughs> How is 70 year old affected with every. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. The reason that this but i guess the, would be the, um, you know yeah. the uh, the um yeah so i meditate every day as you see on my thing i don't i, I encourage people to without preaching to them you know i just find it's the ult ultimate accessories fucking chair this <laughs> ultimate accessory that helps me be who i am and get through my day in a balanced grounded focused you know uncreative way um, when I started to work with Doug Aldridge, I said, come on, let's meditate for 10 minutes before we started writing or whatever. And we just I'd do a small energy setting, you know, and all this. And he couldn't believe how smooth we wrote these really great rock and roll songs. You know, it wasn't like pulling teeth, road canal. It was just really organic and flowing. It was so if there's anything that I recommend to people, but all I've tried to do with social media, Dave, as you've seen, mm -hmm. is try to keep uplift people's spirits. I don't allow yeah. negativity on their politics, divisiveness. That's gone. You're out. You know, this is my cyber home. If you behave badly, you'll be asked to leave or unceremoniously kicked out. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. your choice. But through this last two years, I've really upped my game or attempted to just to try to make the community feel loved. 
yeah. appreciated, yeah. you know. Uh, we're in really dark, challenging times on many levels, and we must remember humanity, bottom line. And, and really, for me, as a musician for 50 years, traveling the world, I know what community sense is. When you have 20,000 people from mixed walks of life, different colors, creeds, cultures, you know, all singing and slide it in, you know, <laughs> or here I go again with me. And they're all sense of community, having a good time, laugh, you know, they're there like almost a tribal scenario together. That's what we fucking need as towns and cities and countries is work together as a community. We all have the same hopes and wishes, dreams, ambitions, fantasies and desires, you know, all yeah. of it. You know, we all want our children to have a great life and, and, and have an amazing time. We're all pretty much the fucking same, you know, just somehow fabulous hair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we, and, and, and we all love a good meme as well. <laughs> and, and you've got plenty of those. <laughs> oh my God, some discard. I don't know how I get away with it. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I mean, I'm going, right, are kids in bed now? Christ, kids know more, <laughs> more of porn than I ever saw. You know, gosh almighty. Well, the Ferris wheel one or the um, uh, roller coaster one, <laughs> that's a whole thing. Oh, the, the guy, when he goes, what the fuck? That's, that's, yeah. that's a lot of fun, yeah. But it's never poking fun at people. Um, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's trying to just get a laugh out of a dark time. You know, comedians that we like over the years, always the best ones have been able to make you laugh during sadness. Yeah. You know, you, I, I, I express my grief in a different way. I'm not a religious man. I'm a spiritual man. You know, I totally believe in the supreme being, the great spirit and uh, the Christ event, all of these things, you know, but it's not for me to, to push that onto a Buddhist, you know, or um, Hindu or, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just... Yeah. Our common denominator is the community of music. Yeah. Well, and good love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, in, in the spirit of reconnection, I mean, where are you with like John Sykes these days? Have you... Uh, oh, we, no. You know, John, a mutual acquaintance of ours, put us together. When was we working on Into the Light? 2000? Mm -hmm. Something mm -hmm. like that. And it had been 18 years of, you know, much more so from John, sadly, uh, sourness. You know, I'd... I'd hear from friends like Bon Jovi and uh, Richie Sambora that John was negating uh, me or whatever, which is very sad. You know, I have, he has direct accounting from me, so I don't even see his money. Mm -hmm. um, it was an amazing experience to write together. Beautiful young man. I wanted Vi in at that time. <laughs> he was not very encouraging. I'd seen Crossroads and, the, you know, Vi playing the Devil's Guitar Slinger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, John, you know, I think he's going to be one that I'll be reaching out to just to hopefully bury whatever hatchets. If I can do that with Richie Blackmore, you know, but really all you can do is reach out. And if somebody says no, right. then you've done, you've done your bit, you know. True. Fair enough. Makes sense. So yeah. is there, there isn't really any relationship other than the fact, my God, when we're remixing this stuff, what a great player, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, you recently talked about uh, pre-1984 stuff and just how... Uh, Did I? Now? What the hell? <laughs> no, uh, it was in an article a couple of weeks ago. You were just talking about how frustrating this is, that you can't get this, you can't get a hold of this stuff to get it out for the fans. Oh. 
It's just, but it's, it's, not, just, it's the old stuff. It's the old stuff. Yeah. It doesn't belong. When, when I left Deep Purple, I was told by people I trusted that, like naked puppets, trust people I trusted that I had to make a choice of one of the two Deep Purple managers. So I chose the one who I thought was the, the bully, you know, the more bombastic. The other one was a very wealthy guy, and I didn't think he'd have the ambition or drive. They're both past now. Mm-hmm. So all of that music, which we discovered later, was is pretty much under the control of the estates, of the management. So we have, I think some of the Mark II guys have moved in there, but I'm not sure I'm seeing that much difference. I see my royalties, you know, but there was some, some interesting things went on in those days, but I have no rights or to touch any of the earlier records. I don't even know where the tapes are, if the tapes exist. Wow. Um, wow. Because if anything, they they would uh, they would definitely um, could use a nice freshening up, vacuuming, and you know, same performances, of course, which is what we're using. Um, but just bring them into a timeless zone as opposed to time capsule. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, we've got some great. There's and a lot of people think the early band lasted for like six or seven years. It was three years. It's amazing. My, co- my contract was two albums a year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had such a great lawyer representing me. Are you kidding me? Two, two albums a year of original material. But wow. we came up with, you know, Mickey, Bernie, and, and I came up with some great tunes, you know, uh, songs that the Here Ago Again was from Saints and Sinners. Yeah. 41st anniversary today, I think. You know, how the fuck old am I? <laughs> uh, the, uh, which is where the original Here Ago Again is from. And right. then Geffen said, we want you to redo this. And I'm going, no, we have an album with, when I was working with John Sykes, we had a, a full album's worth of material. Mm. And and they decided to leave off uh, looking for love, which I thought was one of the best White Snake epics ever, and a song called "You're Gonna Break My Heart Again." Yeah, uh, I, I totally uh, supported the idea of, as did John Sykes, of doing the "Crying in the Rain" update because we'd worked on such a phenomenal symphonic arrangement to show off John's guitar playing, his you know his explosive guitar playing, and Cozy Powell's explosive drumming. You know, so that middle place, and we still utilize that arrangement uh, using Tommy Aldridge, who fucking owns it, you know. but, you know, John was yeah. particularly upset, and I was, and, and we had to take John's solo off uh, the, uh, the Here Go Again version, because it was like country and Western heavy metal. It was, it was not, it didn't represent him well, and it certainly do the song any, didn't do the song any favors. So that's when we, I brought Adrian Vandenberg in. He did the solo. It's huge, the most successful song in the White Snake canon, you know, and uh, it's the songs have legs. That's I remember talking to George Harrison going, David, you've got to write evergreens. And I'm going, <laughs> what, pine trees? What? <laughs> you know, evergreens, which last forever, you know? Mm. So I've been extraordinarily lucky with advice I've received from great people, Richie Blackmore, John Lord, Jimmy Page, all the people I've worked with, I've learned something from. But, you know, Mutt Langer said, you've got to have at least three or four hooks. You know, so I'm, we call this Hook City because one of the things we will do heavy blues, mm. but there yeah. will be hooks in it. 
I want people not just to sing a guitar riff, but to have a theme to sing, a theme to identify with, a melody that they can get their teeth into, you know. But the testament to these earlier songs, like Here I Go Again, is probably 40 years old, for God's sake. You know, so it's, it's, it's hard to believe. You know, and I've yeah. got generations, four, three or four generations of people in the audience, and the young kids are singing it, pumping the air. You know, it, it resonates with them as it did with their parents and, and grandparents. Amazing. That reminds me, I have to pay my Geico bill. <laughs> sorry, David. I, hope I have to get some fucking oil for this chair. <laughs> no, I remember we talked about that, you know, the ads and part of the catalog and, and keeping that, yeah. those catalogs going. And, no, and, I know because you were favoring, you were yeah. favoring the early stuff. I can't, yeah. honestly, I don't even know if it still exists, Michael, do we? Yeah. We tried for decades to, to get, and it's such a closed, locked down. Uh, it's a point where, thank God, Whitesnake was successful independently. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. not, it's not something that I rely on. Uh, and if there's any common sense, they would have said, hey, why don't you do a remix on this? But, you know, if to, and if they sell it, do you think they're going to offer it to the artist, even if the artist can afford it? They never even think related to the artists who created right. the you know, it's like a lot of record companies. That one of the reasons I'm loving working with Rhino is they're so fans. You know, they just yeah. they celebrate each victory. You know, with me and drink over every defeat. Not that we've had any defeats, but it's great for me to work. As, that's what I'd lost when I was alienated from corporate music was because there were all there weren't musicians anymore. You know, most of the people I worked with in the early years were guitar players or something. You could sit at lunch or dinner or in a pub and talk music yeah. and understand yeah. each other, understand where each other was coming from. And I've always understood the necessity of commerciality. Um, but we've been really lucky. I think of myself as a 70s album artist, but we've had a ton of hit singles. It's ridiculous. So you know, uh, must be doing something right or wrong. You know? <laughs> but it's, I can't touch them. It's heartbreaking. You know, we may do, I don't know, one of the future Whitesnake projects might be a revisiting uh, of, um, like I did with Purple stuff. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. I was, because uh, that finished the story of the John Lord scenario. I haven't listened to the purple stuff for years. Mm. So I dug out Burn, Stormbringer and Come Taste the Band. And I was going, my God, I was 21, 22 years old. It's my, you know, that meme with a frozen mind blown. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, that was the meme Dave Grohl just sent to me when, because I said, <laughs> McCartney presented you with, he goes, yeah, poof. You know? <laughs> uh, so well deserved, well, well deserved. Yeah. Um, but I started to get in touch with this. I've gone, oh my God, some of these songs are really good. This will be, and, and when John passed, of course, I was having dinner with my wife, Cindy, and said, well, you know, I thought that was a great idea. You know, I did quite a bit of work on it. I changed this song called Sail Away into an unplugged thing for a potential duet with Richie's wife, uh, Candace, a beautiful singer with Blackmore's Night. Um, and she said, well, why don't you do it as a Whitesnake album? Why don't you do it as your, well, that's it your farewell thing and i went oh my god that could be in my retirement record go mm. out as i came in yeah you know respectfully 
Uh, and then it was so successful. It, it was Michael Corleone in Godfather 3. I keep trying to get out and keep pulling me back in. <laughs> Class, it's a classic moment. <laughs> well, David, will Rhino be working with you on the Coverdale page reissue? Oh, I hope so. I do hope so. We get to do a deal. There's all kinds of things. You could, it's very interesting. Um, we negotiated, there's like an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, but um, the company I was involved with for some time um, could never own up, and I still think it's very much the case, that there was a damage at one of the warehouses and lots of, oh, just Billy Holiday, Miles David, just, you know, mm -hmm. classic stuff, including Aerosmith, I think. Yeah. A lot of tapes were lost, and thankfully, we had pretty much everything digitized and by accident or oh, thank you angels uh we have the coverdale page album um perfect in perfect digital copy uh which is thrilling so it was a joy for me earlier this year to call jimmy and go guess what we have the rights to the coverdale page because the lawyer had given it away for perpetuity mm. there wouldn't have been anything we could do and the timing is thank you universe yeah. 2023 is the 30th anniversary. Wow. So I've recommended to him that he does the Jimmy Page mix of the album. And we'll do, because I'm really lucky, my studio is around the corner of my home. Uh, we'll do the uh, David Coverdale mix here. We'll remaster the original. And I think the fans would love it. We've got so much content, video. We've got video from when Jimmy and I first sat down at my Lake Tahoe house and we started jamming ideas, which ultimately became Absolution Blues, I think, the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it was a, just a joy to work with one of my heroes. He's a beautiful man, and I'm delighted to say we maintain a a beautiful friendship and mutual admiration society, but it's still not safe for him to go into London. I don't think uh, there is still having some dealings with the uh, variants and stuff. So yeah. I can understand uh, his reluctance, but I, I'm hoping we'll have time to be able to do that. But 23 is also the 50th anniversary of my joining Deep Purple. So wow. there's going to be some, some drinking that year. <laughs> Glad to celebrate. This is going to be a rough ride. Glad to celebrate there. I know this is your final uh, go around the tour. They're still putting together yeah. the dates, but just talk, you just talk about that. I mean, you know, this will be your final time around the world here. Oh yeah. It's just, it's not Whitesnake because uh, I'm hoping uh, Whitesnake will continue. Right. It's just, right. I'm being respectful to my age. I, I'd sold out a world tour in 2020 before even announcing it was going to be my farewell tour. And I thought it was the perfect age for the lead singer of Whitesnake to step down. 69 you know absolutely i don't think it could get any better than that so it's gonna to have to be 69 plus one but it's it's not the performing that gets me and look how at least 50 years i've been doing this it's amazing you know yeah. and i'm still passionate still in love with what i do my guys you know and i want to express my gratitude to people out there you know i don't want to do a a video uh social media thing going boys and girls uh, I'm sorry, I can't make it out there because of the songs and so and so or whatever. I would hate to do that after 50 years of incredible support and success that we've received, you know? Yeah. But this yeah. is, yeah, we hopefully will have some dates either the end of this week. I don't know what week it is. I don't know what day. <laughs> 70, 70 years old, you get away with fucking murder, I swear. But, um, yeah. yes, I barely so, remember yesterday, uh, so I get still it. Working, still working on US stuff. Um, 
you know, it's still, I want people to feel safe coming to the show. We're not going out until spring. I have a feeling the scientists are going to give me a pill, a nasal spray and a throat spray to go out with. Believe me, I'll be taking it and some darling, darling masks, you know, because <laughs> it's a health issue, dude, not a political yeah. issue, you right. know? That's Amen. right. Amen. Gentlemen, what a delight to see you, Dave. I like Likewise. Board. Thank you, Shane. Very nice to thank meet you. Thank you, David. David, thank uh, you so much. Utter pleasure. Take care of yourself, boys. Cheers. I'm going to get some oil for my seat. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> David Coverdale there. And boy, oh boy, how awesome. Live from Hook City. Shane, just uh, I see the grin on your face and it's the same on mine. Oh. And we're just so honored to talk with DC. How do you feel, man? What a, what a, what a gentleman. It was just learned so much from that and just uh, you know a half hour just so much stuff yeah we got to cover and uh i'll be a spin and burn tonight for sure just just uh 50 years dude it's insane you know 50 years and he looks great he sounds great and you know he, i i just can only imagine you know i was getting chills when he talked about just every time he goes back in to you know uh, do some you know maybe vacuuming up as he says you know with some of these yeah. classic records restless heart the 25th anniversary of restless heart but also uh, slotted in so many others and when he talked about john lord not being here and and so many in cozy of course and just i mean you get chills but it, it you see how excited he gets to share that music with the world once again on those remasters it's just amazing it was really interesting the shout out he gave to rhino because rhino does just a tremendous job with everything that they work on and I, yeah. i'm a huge fan i i um that's one of the things that i usually go for when i collect because they do it right mm -hmm. they 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 don't half-ass it they right. just get things done it sounds amazing the pressings on vinyl are always top notch yeah and uh it's just always great to to hear that coming from the artist, especially when, you know, when fans are involved with the process of getting this stuff out, that's the way it should be, because right. that's that's really you're going to get the best of both worlds there. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and that's what he said that, you know, Rhino, they're fans and, you know, that they they celebrate the victories and they drink with the defeats. Not that there have been any, any defeats, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the way it should work. And and uh, they've done a great job just really across every genre that Rhino covers. So, you know, I, I agree with the shout out to them and they've done a great job with um, putting a lot of the video up and the, the remastered uh, music and, and the classic videos, too on uh, Rhino's YouTube page. I mean, you can see a lot of great stuff there. And, and uh, you know, it's it's great when the labels can celebrate the legacy because they they know they have an important role too, you know, and, yeah. and they're trusted, the artist trusts them. And there's nothing like that trust, I can only imagine, you know. The, some of these mixes that are coming out, um, especially in the last two years with with, with these archival releases and, and, the, and the remasterings uh, and remixings have just been, mind-blowing i yeah. mean as you can attest i mean he's released some videos um in just the last few months and it's just been absolutely exceptional to see yeah. and hear some of this stuff coming out because it's like uh why didn't i hear this or why why didn't i know about this and it's just chock chock full of of, of nuggets you know yeah and, and, and blues, it, yeah bluesy nuggets yeah and great for younger generations too to get into you know you see those counts go up on the YouTube views and you know, you know, it's everybody. And to his point, it's people of all walks of life going to the shows and, and everything. So I, I hope as many people get a chance to see this last tour when it does happen, you know, 
because uh, it, it's I've seen White Snake uh, uh, once uh, in Bay City, Michigan, and just it, they're they're incredible live. David's amazing live. Yeah, I can't wait to to be with you, bro. It's going to be a yeah, fun. Brother. That's going to be fun. I, it I, is. I, I was also interesting. He's patched things up with Bernie. Um, yeah. But uh, it sounds like John is still kind of a cold relationship there with John Sykes. Yeah, yeah I was wondering about that, too, because I know, uh, I mean, there was a point where John went out, this is years ago, of course, and did uh, some of the White Snake 87 stuff live. I think it was the 95 record uh, where he's yeah. singing and he's doing his guitar stuff. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I think there's just a lot of, I mean, probably just because that 87 album got so big and yet he didn't get a chance to tour behind it originally. I mean, you always hope that there could be some sort of, reunion between the two there but uh yeah i mean i i was kind of uh I, I guess sort of surprised to hear that but you know at the same time i think it's it takes two people to put it back together you know so hopefully that's something that can happen but i i think you know, no doubt that you know david as he's talked about before he's really doing everything he can to reach out to people uh, you know he understands how precious time is you know which could mean some really cool surprises on this 2022 Tour, right you know, I mean, they could man. <laughs> I, that that kind of put the smile on my face yeah. just thinking yeah. about like well who could he bring out he could bring out any number of people i mean richie yeah. you name it yeah so it's it it's uh jimmy you know joe, who knows? joe lynn joe lynn could come over from you know that far away place he lives and yeah <laughs> <laughs> who knows but um you know even bernie could come out on stage it's just it's just exciting and uh, I know we're all gearing up and fired up for next year, just for the tremendous amount of incredible yeah. shows yeah. that we're going to get to see. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully an uninterrupted year of great, great shows. I mean, you and I, we saw Todd Rundgren, our first show since the misfits, our first show since the pandemic began, you know, was about three weeks ago and the feeling, man, it was just so great to see a show, you know? Yeah. The, Squeaky chair kind of reminded me of his COVID-19 blues number. <laughs> F COVID-19 or whatever the song was. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. It's still the best COVID-19 song I've heard today. It's so. yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it was written right in the middle of the, the, the right at the height of it, I think, right? There's somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah, you can tell he's bouncing off the walls though, and that's that's yeah. exciting to see. So it's gonna yeah. be you know, White Snake fans rejoice because yeah. Coverdale is gonna be on the on the move, man. Yeah. Well, wow. if the art, if, yeah, and if the artist isn't jazzed, then you know, because you know, there are bands that go out. There are bands that go out, and they just they're they're doing it, but they're not. Yep. They're not really pumped. It's a record deal thing or whatever. But you know, anytime David does it, you know, he's he's just like you said, bouncing off walls. He's jazzed. He loves he loves it. You know, and and we love it and love him all the more for it. You know. And also at the end, uh, leads kind of to a speculation um, talking about. Uh, White Snake will go on, but without him. I, I thought that too. I was wondering about that too. I, you know, I wish we had more time because I was wondering about this that myself. It's kind of like Kiss going on, uh, you know, without Gene and Paul, you know. Yeah. Um, but hey, I mean, which they said will happen at some point. So, yeah. uh, and they've talked about that for at least 10 years now, I think, plus Doc McGee, the manager. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was really interesting, wasn't it? Huh? You know, well, it, it kind of it's nice to see artists respect their fans enough to to know yeah. when to right to step step down and and just live life and right. and let the work speak for itself and yeah that's uh that's refreshing dude it, it <laughs> as, really as, is yeah because you know as well as i do we we've seen some shows in our time no names of course but right. artists that really should have probably yeah just just called it a day yeah it's so, true not many yeah. but you know what i mean yeah there's a few yeah i know exactly what you mean 
but uh, yeah, so. in DC, and he's still doing, and more mixes uh, uh, coming. I think he said something about some of those solo albums. Uh, was it North Winds or some of those uh, uh, solo albums before White Snake? You know, also maybe some remixing uh, going on there at some point. So yeah, just we're so jazzed. David Coverdale on the show, so pumped. The uh, the album, the twenty fifth anniversary edition of Restless Heart. I do believe it's one of the albums that saved rock and roll, uh, at least classic rock, hard rock in the nineties when rock kind of went all over the place. But uh, you know, not not that there was anything wrong with grunge or new metal or anything. I love all that stuff. But this was one of those albums that still kept it fresh, kept that hard rock thing going. So very very cool. And brother Shane, I love it, man. Love you, bro. You've been talking about Restless Heart for years. I, yeah, I, I, you're you're a true White Snake fan. In that respect, and <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I, and, you know, a lot of people forgot about it, as he said. You know, it was it was distributed uh, from from Europe and the UK, and yeah, and domestically, it wasn't really. Uh, it was it was more a little bit more expensive. You know. Yep. Um, it, it was just forgotten, and yeah. sometimes those are some of the best records out there, man. Are the ones that are were swept under the rug and they yep. should should not have been in the first place so true great yeah. time dude very cool Woo! yep well <laughs> folks uh, check out that record restless heart the 25th anniversary edition and uh we'll be back uh with many more shows stay tuned keep on rocking rock of nations with dave kinch and, and shane mcacron brother shane take care folks yeah, yeah!